and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Talk Nuffle podcast. God, it's a long time since we've been on the airwaves. Um, yeah, the last episode we did was just before Christmas, I think, but due to some global events that, have, that I'm sure all of you are aware of, unless you've been hiding in some squeak cave somewhere, um, it's been a bit difficult to get on. Unfortunately, Phil can't join me today. He's uh, he's busy at the moment. I don't know what the hell he's doing during this difficult time. But I am joined by uh, Mark Hampson, the ex-commissioner of the DBL. Hello, Mark. Hello, everybody. And I am also joined by Nick, who is one of the governors of the DBL. Hi, Nick. Hello. Hello. It's a pleasure to be back. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for coming onto the Talk Nuffle podcast. Both of you have been on before, so I'm sure you know that there is absolutely no planning and uh, no kind of relevant content that will come out of this, but it's, it's worth us getting on having a chat. Uh, two things we're going to talk about today. Uh, it, I thought it would be a bit harsh to bring the listeners uh, news, because actually we haven't done a podcast since uh, Phil A won the Super Bowl with Halfling. More on that in a separate podcast. And B, since you know huge events such as the, uh, the UK BBL, and we haven't done any talk enough full coverage of either of those things. But, you know, Phil winning with Halflings is bullshit anyway, so we won't talk about that. But I thought it would actually be a bit harsh to bring the listeners stuff about, you know, the world that was, as it were, and talk about the world that is. So, first of all, we're going to talk about um, the DBL Fumble League, which uh, Nick has rather kindly set up, haven't you, Nick? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Good. So we're going to talk about that first, and uh, then we're going to roll into the snotling reveal that was revealed on all happening. And actually, the uh, the trees that came out. So there's been a couple of reveals on uh, the Warhammer community website, which has been cool. So first of all, make not, not plus, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, so well, the other thing I, I thought I'd, I'd roll into first is we are going to do a DBL bulletin soon, and um, I've done a, I've done some gossip column stuff for the DBL bulletin, which is like a magazine that we do for the DBL. And um, one of the gossip things is going to be about the knob, the Snotling Noblar runt release. So there's been like all this rage on the DBL, mainly, you know, put forth by me. Uh, put <laughs> by me. But there has been quite a lot of rage around. Chaos there. Hey, Mark, what so, do you reckon? Runt, Snotlings or Noblars? The new Mark. team. I think the yeah. new team is Snotlings. Yeah, I think the new team are Snotlings. Why are they Just not runt? Because... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I guess they're the same thing. I'm imagining them both pointing at each other. Going, are you? Not are you? What are you? But I don't even know what they are. It really feels to me, Tom, like uh, like you are just provo- provoking this controversy for no actual reason. No one else seems to really care very much. I know. Well, unfortunately, they keep they keep fueling it. So, <laughs> what? So, Nick, are you saying that I would provoke some sort of controversy for no reason? Where's that come from? That's a shock statement, isn't it? But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, okay, so first of all, let's go into the um, let's go into the fumble DBL fumble league. Nick, when did you set that up? Well, we kind of had the group going on fumble, God, years ago, even. Um, but very, very few people were really involved, um, and it was very sort of unstructured. And it was mostly just, uh, to be honest, it was mostly Jimbo and myself uh, playing games when we were supposed to be working. Uh, on weekdays and you know uh developing did some Jimbo, pre- did Jimbo work i don't yeah it's, <laughs> it it's, it's, it's rumored to yeah um but uh anyway so obviously when uh when everyone went into this isolation business uh fumble seemed to be the perfect thing uh to keep some some bowl going and um we've now got eight or nine coaches who are 
well, more actually, probably 10 or 12 coaches who are pretty uh, consistently involved in the group. We've got, I think, I just having a quick look, we've got 73 teams. Uh, wow. Most of those teams belong to Isaac. Uh, I think <laughs> probably Alex is uh, is second behind. Um, but uh, yeah, so, you know, they've been playing sort of fairly ad hoc uh, for the last several weeks. But then um, James and I decided to set up something a bit more structured, um, which is where we are now. And uh, yeah, it's it's going very very well. We've just started the, uh, the the quarterfinals, but I guess I probably sort of re- go back to the beginning and do a little overview of of, of who's taken part and uh, what teams we had playing. What do you reckon? Yeah, 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 I think so. I mean, first of all, um, I mean, what I'd say about Fumble is I I, I really like Fumble. It's kind of because um, I've always played up until the lockdown. Actually, I've always played Bubble Two. Which yeah. um which is fun. It's got it's got it's got like you know you kind of Gucci cool anime. Have you played Bubble Two, Mark? I think you played on the PS4 or something, haven't you? Yeah, we actually have a DBL PS4 league as well. We've yeah, got sixteen coaches on there. So yeah, oh, we've been we, playing yeah, that a lot. Because Tony's on that as well, isn't he? Who's who's on the DBL PS4 league? Just to segue slightly. Uh, so ooh, let me check. I know we've got Tony. We've got a few in, in, in others that have added themselves as well. Uh, Fraser's actually running it. Oh, nice. Who is the semi finalist from this year's DBL? So Fraser's bothering to play Blood Bowl and actually put some time in. That's excellent news. Yeah, yeah, Fraser's <laughs> playing. He's using the Bretonians. Uh, Hewitt's using the Lizardmen, Tom Hewitt. Um, Tony's using the Losers, of course. We've got a guy called Jason. Jason using the Orcs. Uh, I'm using the Nurgle. Colin, Gov, using Dark Elves. We've got Guns, Stan Guns playing Chosen. Chris Fairs. Playing the vampires. Oh, nice. Uh, we've got Tom Lee mm-hmm. playing Undead, who's one of the UU guys. David, one of the UU guys. He's using Wood Elves. Jack Payne, I think you played Tom. He's playing. Yeah, I played Jack, Wood yeah. Uh, Team, Team England Ninth Age wannabe, Jack Payne. Yeah, I think he's <laughs> using High Elves. I think he's using High Elves. We've got Lawrence from the UU playing Amazons. Danger Ross, Dark Elves. We've got a guy called Tim, who's a ringer, playing Kemri. Uh, ben, you, you, he's got the Dark Elves, and then we've got Anthony, another ringer, who's used the Wolves. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, 16 of us, 15 Pretty rounds. Yeah, great crowd, great crowd. And uh, you, you've got many more coaches than we have, so. Um... Yeah, you have. Well, that's what I'm <laughs> we saying. Be... So, my, so, so, I do like Blood Bowl 2. Um, I think it's cool. It just, A, it rapes my laptop battery life. Because uh, of all of the, because of you know how much it takes to go, and B, it just it it does take tends to take a bit longer because it's got all these awesome animations that make it more enjoyable to play. But Bumble's just really nice and simple in a kind of nice and simple bubbly fashion. I think there's a lot to be said for the fact that Fumble is a slightly more pure representation of the Blood Bowl rule set as well, which is kind mm. of ironic considering all the strange things you can do with it. But um, in terms of the Secret League and Sunty League and things as well, but uh, but in terms of the actual representation of the game, it's you know it's more hardcore in terms of d- making you declare your action before you do anything and all that sort of stuff, which I think is yeah, that's an interesting one in Blood Bowl too, isn't it? Where it make, you can pass after you've moved. Yeah, um, I've yeah, definitely encountered some coaches who are new to tabletop who have quite experienced players on on uh, Blood Bowl two who who just don't have that discipline and then often end up you know leading to slightly uncomfortable conversations during a game if they've you know they make a move and they're like oh, i'm going to pass and i know oh, you already rolled to dodge and working and stuff so it, it i think just it's just useful to have a game that doesn't that doesn't allow that possibility um, yeah it's a bit it can be a bit problematic sometimes blood bowl too 
There are other uh, things I think that are quite yeah. useful about fumbling that, you know, a game can take as long as you want. There is a time limit per turn, but it's only enforced if the other coach wants to. So it's quite, I think, in a way, it's quite good for teaching people. Um, if you have yeah. a voice call, you can you can just be like, oh, well, you know, here are your options and take your time talking through and stuff. Um, and you can pause a game in the middle. And I mean, I had a game with a mate that lasted nearly two weeks because we kept pausing. Um <laughs> He's very new, so that's why it's not just not just that I'm very slow. Um, and also, you were in theory working. Oh, was uh, the, oh, wait, was this mate James? No, it wasn't James. No, <laughs> it was, uh, somebody else. Oh, sorry, he um, asked me not to make jokes about him being slow anymore. Sorry, I, I failed. Uh, only um, eight minutes in. <laughs> shall we? Shall we, we leave it out? <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit it out. No, I won't. That's a lie. Um, <laughs> We love you, James. He, he's the only person that listens to this podcast, so unfortunately, he will actually hear this, which is a shame. But there you go. Uh, so yeah, let's move on into into the fumble league. So we kicked so, it off. Um, yeah, yeah Karen, Nick, did it. I don't know. It was, it was quite soon after. Well, I suppose we we kind of set up a preseason uh, early on uh, in the in the lockdown uh, progression timeline, um, and we had quite a few people join that and. We were just mainly at the time playing um playing quite loose games without really any any sort of idea of a structure um and then after a little while, we thought that there was quite a lot of enthusiasm, and we decided that what we were going to do was set up a very casual pre season which would be um you can have play as many teams as you like in the pre season uh as long as you only play any other team once with each team um and that then once you've got a team up to eight games, um, you stop and you can play more more with other teams if you want to. And then, you know, when the, when the time comes to initiate the, the sort of league section, um, depending on how many players we had who wanted to get involved, we would uh, we would either go straight into a knockout, either um, round of 16 or quarterfinals, or we would do a little qualifier round in order to get into that, whatever that first stage of the knockout round would be. Um, so yeah, the idea was people would have teams on eight games or, or less, um, and they'd have had a fairly sort of varied set of opponents in the, in the kind of build up phase. So it kind of roughly analogous to, uh, to how many games we've, we've had in, in DBL, uh, group stages in the past. Um, so teams tended to get to sort of 1400, 1500, 1600 TV, something like that. Um, slightly, it was slightly distorted by the fact that if someone had a bad start, they could just start again. But we kind of figured it, you know. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> Alex. Yeah. I think he started three Dark Elves teams or maybe three different Elves. I think it was Dark, Elves, Dark Elves twice. Uh, and then he went and to then, the old Union, didn't he? Yeah, which he's obviously had some experience with. And Anyway, yeah, it was... Um, so that was the idea, and we had twelve people sign up for that for that first qualifier, which meant that we'd we just would do um, a single round that was kind of random uh, randomized in, in terms of opposition, and then the top eight uh, from a league table that would come out of that would then go through into the into the quarters. Um, right. And yeah, it's worked really nicely so far. So as I say, we played the first uh, quarterfinal match yesterday. Um, and our quarterfinal, that was me and Jimbo. Um, oh, my, yeah. My Chaos Pact, the Vengabus Party Tour, versus his, <laughs> uh, his Chaos Chosen, the Goats and Hoes. 
I'm sure Jimbo, being the excellent, uh, well-refined bubble bubble player that he has played a very elegant game and close you out one with ease, I would have thought. Uh, we both played a very refined and, and <laughs> careful game. Um, Jimbo was, I think, throwing in the towel almost from turn two uh, because uh, the very first block of the game was uh, was a casualty, which he, he was badly hurt, which he then apoed. Second block was a KO. Third block was a stun. Uh, and sort of the, the whole half really was kind of... Uh, well, actually, he did... Um, he did, uh, he did sack me stop me from scoring um but by the time we got into the second half it was really just the damage was done uh he was playing five or six players down and chaos without without any of their developed players is obviously quite a challenge because there's all the sure hands player was gone and oh he also played a spiked ball in the first half which led to yeah, that was um, a lot of fun. which led to a failed pickup causing a badly hurt on his star uh, his star beast man so um which uh which was nice he became saltier than the, the salty <laughs> guns that we know, which is great. Well, to be and entirely that, fair I mean, to him, to be entirely yeah, fair to him, he, he was a great sport throughout. You know, he he did as anyone would. He did he did grumble a little, but he was uh, he was he was a gracious loser, and it, that's not that. often. Sorry, it's not often that um that uh, I beat Jimbo in games that matter. So uh, uh, yeah, I'll take the win. Oh, well done, Nick. I was going to say that's an interesting little side segue that we could discuss here, which is that I've noticed on Fumble, and particularly playing in the Fumble League, because we've got those small little um, inducement level kind of increments, that we've been using quite a lot of cards, maybe more so than necessarily happened in the DBL, and certainly more so yeah. than happened in the UCBBL, which is another league um, that um, I play in. Um, I mean, what do you guys think about cards? And Because I, I think it's something that's certainly coming in the... Uh, long mythical blood bowl too and i think it's definitely something that gw push they love their cards and they think that because we uh, me and you mark and you nick actually sorry played in the super bowl which is an awesome event and they love their cards it's the first event i've been to where they like use cards and clearly gw use them um and it's something that fumble has adopted uh with aplomb hasn't it yeah uh, the fumble the list of cards on fumble is slightly different to the one to the list that gw provide uh which is interesting there are some Slightly more unusual ones. There are some which have a uh, kind of analogous to the to the dirty tricks cards that that GW have provided, but they're not all the same, um, which makes for interesting decision making. And one of the weaknesses I would say Fumble has is it's really bad at explaining to the new uh, to the to the opposition coach what the card is supposed to do. So like it will just say card flash up, and it will say I don't know custard pie. Yeah. Or something like that. I would agree with that. And, you uh, have to go and click and look at what it actually does in the top it, bit and go. Yeah. Oh. And sometimes if it's a, if it's an immediate event, you're like, what did that even do? Like, because it doesn't. Yeah. It drops out if it's not currently active. But yeah, I know. So one mean. of the ones that it does that it does make a copy like is is a one to one trans uh, copy of of one of the get cards in in the current um, GW set is uh, the distraction card. Um, oh, yeah. Where you know you play it on one of your players and everybody every opposition player within three spaces. Um, has bonehead for a turn, um, which is uh, which is pretty that. cool. Um, that is that's copied one to one into into fumble. Um, but the card comes up and it's like oh distraction, and the opposition player is like well, doesn't know you know, and you have like you have to go and look on each player and it say it will say bonehead and in like red text, but you could quite easily miss it, and you might yeah, unless you yeah. just happen to know. 
I also happened to find in one of my matches earlier, in fact, it was in my qualifier match against um, against Matt, Matt's Lizards, that uh, the interaction of that card, if a player actually has an Ega trait, so it was on my, my troll, uh, ended up having really stupid and bonehead for a turn, which obviously is great. Um, the troll <laughs> failed the really stupid, but what's really interesting is that then there was a, seemed to be an edge case bug where... Um, when the card's effect ended at the end of the turn, it clears Bonehead from everyone who suffered it. It actually cleared the troll's really stupid status um, instead, ah. which is clearly, I think, I think is clear mistake. I don't think it's supposed to work that way, which obviously was a benefit for me, although Matt still managed to go ahead and score and uh, actually won that match, despite suffering horrendous losses. Anyway... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's been uh, it's been good. Up upcoming matches we've got in the uh, in the quarterfinal are um, in fact we've got you, Tom, haven't we? We've got you against Steve. Yeah, so I'm supposed to be playing Steve this evening, but we'll see if he emerges from his uh, wine fueled, basically constant Spanish <laughs> holiday that he's having in Tenerife, which is going, going great for him. But uh, you know, um, so we'll see if we can uh, extricate him from that tonight. I think he lives there. <laughs> he does. He does. When he was over for the, because he was a Steve is a, a, an infamous cucklebury finalist who narrowly lost out to probably the drunkest Martin I've ever seen. And Martin does get pretty drunk uh, in the cucklebury final last year. But he, was he? So was he just? Was he working more in the UK last year, or does he work? Because how did he manage to play last last season in the DBL? I think he actually flew back. For the final, um, but he, sort of, he tied in. He tied in a visit to his family. I might be completely off on this, but I know that he wasn't working anymore anyway, and he was looking for places in Tenerife. So right. he was kind of picking forwards and getting his league in. He said, "Oh, this would be the last league I play in." Um, but he's obviously you've seen him at the World World Cup. I think he was at the World Cup. Or he was yeah, in the World Cup I was team. Couldn't go, but he was in that. Yeah. Yeah. So he joined up with you there. I think he's played in Las Vegas and stuff. Impressive dedication to the ball from him. He's, he's a chap I don't know all that well. I think I met him once before he, he more oh, or less awesome. left the UK. Um, and he was quite new at the time, I think, or at least he was quite rusty because I, I, I saw him play and he wasn't, he wasn't one of the best coaches, but he's improved a lot in the last couple of years. Um, I've, yeah. I've been playing him recently. He's been really solid. Yeah, um, I met him. Uh, sorry, yeah, I met him at, um, I can't remember what, 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 where it was now. He was all going on a stag do. In, in Las Vegas, which he went to the Las Vegas Open and he needed to be taught how to play Blood Bowl. <laughs> Basically, I said, yeah, I'll give you a game. And it was at the old Cavendish Arms. I met him there oh, for yeah, the first time. Yeah. And it was just, well, we just got battered and taught him Blood Bowl. And well, he, just never, he just carried on playing, basically. That's a neat segue, Mark. I was going to say, before you barrel on with the quarterfinals, Nick, which we will mm. go into in just a second, um, Mark, you've now taken over from uh, Matt the running of the Underworld University, the DBL's intro to Blood Bowl, which I think is a great scheme that we do because it's so it is a hard game to get into, and once people get into it, it's actually quite easy to learn, and then and then it's easy to le- it's probably easy to learn but hard to get good at. Um, and, yeah. and where we were talking with cards and stuff, things like that, the whole the GW rule set. Do, do you introduce cards to Underworld University people early, or is that something that comes in late, or how do you tend to do that? So I think inducements don't really come into the game for maybe four or five games, mm-hmm. especially okay. like cards like that. So you don't have to worry too much. Some of the coaches kind of know what they're doing. They they know about inducements, but they may not know all of them. And the issue is with cards is that, especially the Games Workshop ones, is that they, there was an original bunch of decks. But then with each race that come out, that you can add more to them. 
Yeah. And those, and those packs go out of print. And I mean, yeah, the whole got to catch them all angle for the cards is really, really tricky. It's just yeah. a really interesting yeah. dynamic because I, I do feel that GW like it. And they have a, you know, they have a general strategy of getting new players into games, certainly with Age of Sigmar that I've seen. Um, and I would have thought that the new Blood Bowl 2 is going to have a strong card dynamic. So it's just interesting that you as a, as clearly an entry person into the game where you get people in that maybe that doesn't come in so much. And I would have thought that when they bring people in in Warhammer World and that comes into their league, they probably do bring cards in early. So it's just, it's just an interesting, interesting dynamic, Ooh. I think. The, the rules for the game for the 2016 edition is that you draw cards anyway for free. You just yeah. take two or three. Yeah. I can't remember exactly the rules, but you basically just draw however many you want. You get some points to spend at the beginning of the game. Um, and when I went to the tutorials that they were doing in the, you know, in the games workshops when it first came out, that's what they were doing. So I preferred the inducement way of doing it, and that's what we did for the DBL as of 2016. We just kind of went, hey, look, let's just make the inducements. They're quite a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot. We use them a lot, test them out over the sort of off-season. And, uh, yeah, they were good fun. Some of them are too much. Some of the uh, miscellaneous mayhem, I think they're called. Cool. Yeah, there are a Some couple of those. Of... The Kingmaker. Yeah, the Kingmaker yeah, King play is, <laughs> is uh, outrageous. Um, yeah. But, yeah. They're, they're I mean, one of those things. The more, if they're going to introduce more cards, great. You know, it becomes more of a deck-based game. Who knows what's going to happen? We shall so see. No yeah. I was just interested, because uh, the Underworld, the UU is obviously an entry to the DBL, so no thoughts about maybe making it a little bit different and saying, oh, we're going to try more of the DBL, sorry, the um, Games Workshop, you know, 16 rules edition because it's an entry thing and then introduce them to the DBL rules. You very much put in the DBL rules, whatever those are. No, there's no, there's no any DBL rule we use is the sponsorship rule, just so okay. the guys have a bit more patch. Everything else is stripped off. It's basically vanilla blood bowl, none of the bells and whistles, no weather tables, no no additional parts for the team. Well, that's why I asked, because obviously vanilla blood bowl yeah. to me would actually be including cards because that's if someone yeah, would be, yeah, up would the rules be, yeah. that would be what if someone turned so for example if someone turned up at the uu having never played blood bowl but bought the rule book they would be like cool so i'm going to draw my cards now potentially I'm, maybe that hasn't happened but you know potentially that would be something they'd expect and you just go very much straight just standard rules no cards nothing else and then and then build from there i'd like i mean in theory it'd be great right i mean it'd make the games more fun um but i think it's, it's tough enough as it is that added complexity of four cards, whatever it is you can draw at the beginning of the yeah. game. Like, what am I doing and what does that mean? And yeah, it's too much. I think as simple as possible is best for new players um, to the point where we created sort of a list of teams. So it was beginners teams, intermediate, advanced. And we would say, if you're brand new to Blood Bowl, never played in the league, try and pick one of these beginner teams. And then some of the play coaches who were coming back well, I will try and pick an advanced team or intermediate team. Try and test yourself. Oh, nice. Trying like to make it. It's kind of like a tiering system. Um, just to try and get the guys to try something new. Um, and also, it kind of evens it out. There's always going to be somebody who's better than you think they are. He picked Wood Elves. There's not a lot you can do about that. But, <laughs> yeah. One of the things. It's, it's, it's tough. Some of the guys really, you know, struggle early on. But I think even even some of the, some of the, some of the guys who really struggle are starting to get it. Unfortunately, we got two or three weeks in and had to postpone the season, mm, of course. Of course yeah. Well, yeah, very I hadn't quite grasped so, it. was quite so early in the season. I thought it was longer, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was only three or four weeks in. Three or four weeks in and we've had to just 
draw a line under it. If we can get again, go out, get it going again, then we will. More likely, we'll just start again for an autumn autumn semester. Well, I guess yeah. um, for the autumn season, then we'll send uh, we'll send Jimbo back to to play UU and maybe <laughs> learn the learn the rules of Blood Bowl a bit better before coming and playing a DBL. I think that's that's something Jimbo really needs to focus on. Would you agree? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Right, Nick. Let's uh, let's yeah. dive back into the court finalists. So uh, you've played uh, Jimbo so far, ironically, and uh, destroyed him in cold blood. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping it was pretty to brutal. Steve tonight. Yeah, your then, uh, your freakish dark elf team. Um, having spent team, aren't they? having spent all of the years I've known you uh, rinsing elf players, uh, you've started <laughs> an elf team. And you've created an absolute monster. I think you've got three Edge, four, edge Five players. Uh, you've got a Strength Four Mighty Blow Witch. Uh, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, and and a, so the star player of that team is actually the Wrestle Tackle. What's she got now? She's got a third skill. There's a Wrestle Tackle Witch with something else. Strip uh, ball, is it, maybe? Oh, yeah. Wrestle Tackle Strip Ball. She's got Wrestle Tackle mm. and Strip Ball. And then there's all the other players, and she's the one that sits on that and goes... Cool, so come at me and I've got the ball. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Crikey. I mean, I actually built the team for the long game. So I've got an ag agility five runner, but he also rolled a double. So, so I went for strong arm because I was like, well, if I can get a strong arm and accurate, then he becomes ridiculous. But I'm not even sure he's going to get accurate. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a few players in there that are just, yeah. You've, you've, cre elsewhere. you've created a monster, it's true. Um, so... Uh... Poor Steve. Steve's got some Bretonians. Uh, they're looking pretty good. Um, let me just have a look at them. They uh, spill the beans. We love breaths. Yeah. So he's got a uh, burk, burk, burk. two. Uh, he's got burk, he's got burk. a blood stepping knight. He's got a a knight with guard, a mighty blow tackle knight, um, and another knight just with dodge. Okay. Okay. His yeomen aren't looking terribly developed. One's got guard, one's got plus move, and then he's got a sprinkling of sprinkling of linemen. So I would I would I would cautiously say I think Tom's probably gonna win this just because uh <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He's got the the insane Prince don't do when I get dark elves. And clicking on things with and rolling and like getting two pluses is really difficult. So um, there's yeah. also an, uh, you'll, you'll be pleased to see there's an, an armor value six peasant who'll uh, probably be stabbed oh. as soon as you have a chance. Um, yeah, ninja <laughs> child, we'll be going straight in for the stab. I have enough so, uh, ninja child. Because, you know, why not? Um, but yeah, you know, good luck to Steve. Um, <laughs> Everybody will be backing Steve. Clearly, I don't feel I can in any good conscience. Offer any luck to you, Tom, because your team is is filth. Um, but thanks, uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I will enjoy playing either team in the in the next round. Um, then we've got yeah, so uh, we'll be playing in the semis, won't we? If uh, if that yeah, yeah. So so uh, because of the way the bracketing works, it'll be it'll be either you or Steve uh, playing against my Vengabus. Um, then next up, we have got... Oh, we don't know when necessarily these other ones are going to be played, by the way. Uh, so next up, we've got James and Rory. James is... Oh, we do. Uh, actually, they're playing tomorrow night. They are tomorrow playing night. tomorrow night. Oh, nice. Uh, cool. So as we're recording, today is Sunday. They'll be recording... Or they'll be playing on Monday at 6 p.m., I think. We can... Cool. DBLers who are listening to this, because this will go out this evening. 
and tune in on Monday night, tomorrow night to, to watch that if you want. Do you need um? Do you need to, you need to have downloaded Java to watch it, don't you? Because yeah, you need to. You basically down. need to do everything you would have to do in order to play the game. Um, okay, I was kind of wondering to about trying. To, yeah, I was kind of wondering about trying to set up a uh, Twitch um, in order to stream them, but I don't yeah. really know how to do that. So I might look into that, see if I can get it sorted. Because we could. Um, um, there is a potential to get this kind of uh, Zoom sort of situation with two or three of us on who know about the game. I'm doing air quotes for the listeners, but <laughs> know about the game and potentially chat about what you guys are doing on um doing on the screen. And yeah, possibly. Yeah. Of, yeah, that could be good. Be quite fun. Uh, so we've we got come yeah. in and chat. So. James and Rory tomorrow night. Uh, James's uh, necromantic team called uh, it's a, a name that I find I have I feel a sort of instinctive uncomfortable feeling about. I'm, don't, I'm not really sure how it's supposed to be pronounced. Uh, Necropiles, ne- necropolis. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> Necrophilia, I guess. Well, yeah, probably. Anyway, James gets quite as academic. A necropile, as a necropiles, so, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say as necropiles. And that just sounds really uncomfortable. Um, anyway, uh, that team's developed pretty well. Um, I played it with a couple of my teams in the preseason. Uh, but they're up against Rory's Delicious Desert Rats, who are a... Uh, a Skaven, Skaven team in tribute to the uh, the famous World War Two uh, <coughs> desert uh, desert formation um, and the desert rats and they are just ridiculous <laughs> they've leveled so well um, they are uh, yeah they're quite fearsome so let's have a look any standout players for James uh, he's managed to level level both of his flesh golems one's got block and guard which is very nice one's got block um lodge werewolf yeah i mean it's a decent team it's fine um but uh yeah rory's team is he's not got that he's not got the uh the the holy grail double on a on a werewolf yet for the the block i play claw piece so uh rory's got uh in fact we should we should mention that rory only qualified um by virtue of being one of the higher, it's similar to my team. By virtue of being one of the of one of the two highest uh, ranking losing players, um, Rory managed to pull off a one turner in the in the final turn to uh, to get himself to two touchdowns. So even though Alex had got three, uh, Rory managed, managed to squeak through. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> cheesy, cheesy. Yeah, it was a good one, isn't it? And. Uh, Yes, that that was good. Isaac was very disappointed because if that hadn't happened, he'd have gone through on Kaz difference. But um, oh. well, fortunately, Isaac has uh, basically put in no time to this fumble situation, <laughs> so he won't be particularly upset. Yeah. What, what is your now eight, eighty games in isolation or something ridiculous? Oh, something ridiculous, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've got uh, Rory's. You got Gutter Runner, who's got plus strength and blodge, uh, sidestep, diving, tackle uh it's all crazy crazy um and of course rory is an excellent player so uh, really good really good pass runners or he hasn't got a, has he got a rat ogre i think he bought one he did get he? a rat ogre but also his blitzers out. are yeah. very well developed he's got a blitzer who's got tackle grab and guard and another who's got mighty blow tackle and guard so two nice. scaling blitzers who in the course of eight games nine games have got up to between them have got uh, 67 SPP, which is nuts. So yeah, that's going to be a cooker. Um, that's definitely 
Rory nice to is, score with them. And it is the DBL Kamish versus each other, which is yeah. excellent. I enjoy, I'll then, enjoy uh, that immensely. The final quarterfinal, final quarterfinal, the last quarterfinal, is Alex's Half-Blood Harlequins, who actually came top of the uh, qualifier stage uh, with a 3-0, uh, sorry, a 3-2 victory against against Rory's Rats. Um, they're looking really good. They've got several AG5 players. They've got really developed catchers. They're they're all nasty. Against Matt's rather beleaguered uh, Lizardmen team, who I uh, I did my part in ruining uh, in the... Uh, <laughs> In the qualifier, um, yeah, my troll really earned its earned its stripes there by killing a Crocs on a both down, um, and then casting another Saurus or something like that again on a both down. I mean, the actual the only sort of long term damage to to Matt's team was uh, was the dead Crocs. Uh, another a skink died, I think, as well, but it wasn't um, there wasn't all that much in the way of lasting damage. But he only had like four players on at the end. He still managed to win one, uh, was it 2-1 or 1-0? I can't remember, but he squeaked a fire, final final turn touchdown that was uh, one for the ages. It was an excellent match. Um, in fact, I highly recommend watching that if you can, because it was a real, really good match. Um, and that is one of the really cool things about Fumble is one can go back and relook through that. Yeah, you can replay any match, which is really cool. Is cool. So that's, uh, like that's that. where we are now and uh, look forward to the next couple of rounds and see how things go. Um, yeah, nice. I'm sure we'll. Um, I'm sure we'll get you on, Nick, in the next um, the next couple of weeks. I'm going to try and do some more of these podcasts. We'll have a we'll have a chat about how it's going and try and keep DBL as updated. Well, um, the other thing that's really think... fun, we're going to. The other thing that's great about Fumble is is it in addition to as I said being a very accurate representation of the of the game on on uh, as it plays on the on the tabletop. It's also got the ability to uh, to sort of tinker with what's with the teams in your group. So you can make all sorts of crazy stuff. You can do, you can set up tournaments or you can do all kinds of crazy house rules. And there are two entire sets of other, of other teams. So Stunty League and Secret League, um, which have got just all sorts of craziness, uh, exploring various areas of Warhammer lore to bring in extra teams. So, uh, after we finish this tournament, we're going to have another, we're going to do another one of the, uh, the Secret League. We've already started playing some Secret League matches among the group. Those who who got their teams up to eight sooner than others started playing Secret League about a week ago, um, and you get yeah you get craziness. So you've got like different bloodline vampire teams, for example, or um, various yeah, the Larmians of, super cool. Yeah, various kind of subdivisions of uh, of of chaos and all that sort of stuff. Um, so they're a lot of fun. They are they are you have to have a slightly different mindset because there's just so many you can't <laughs> possibly know what every team's supposed to do. Um, yeah. So you kind of have to. You have to recognise that experience. every yeah. match is going to be a bit of a surprise. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Do your homework. Yeah, and there are. It's given that there's something like eighty teams in there. Um, it is remarkable how well balanced it is. There are some. There are some which are problematic, um, but there are mostly. There's a, there's a pretty good range of balance in there, and uh, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great effort by whoever puts it together. I think it's a guy called Garion. I've actually had a couple of chats too about um, about sort of using Secret League stuff in tabletop and things. And anyway, it's it's going to be really fun uh, and a uh, bit of a change from from uh, from the same old thing. But yeah, the current the current uh, league is definitely our focus for the moment, and is it's going to hopefully be an exciting finish. Well, I think that is um, I think that is something for the future. I'm I'm keen to collaborate with you, Lick, on 
secret league actual tabletop um, league and see if we can get a few guys together who want to do that because one of the big things that it brings in is conversions you've got to be prepared I think if you want to play secret league properly you've got to be prepared to convert and paint a team properly personally I don't think you can turn up with a oh I'm going to bring my you know dark elf team and I'm going to use it as demonic demonettes whatever I'm just you know that's going to be great I think you've got to like the for me the point of it would be you're going to immerse yourself in the the idea of playing in this secret league event convert paint the team and, and take part properly for me yeah. that's why yeah yeah yes. no, I, I broadly agree with you i think uh some of them don't need that much converting you know you could do a sort of a, a, a fairly easy sort of you know norse for example could be used for quite a few of the teams quite easily yeah you know you could add a couple of positionals you know i don't think you have to go to town on converting everything but i also as someone who loves converting and modeling um you know i would like to do it myself i just you know we, as I agree with you. It, it, it's sort of it's a mindset, basically, that uh, we would try and encourage. And it's interesting. It's fortunate that I mean, well, unfortunately, Simians can't be included in the secret league because they're actually in the real league. So, uh, so that's that's a shame for all of us. <laughs> it is absolutely. Um, I mean, we, we should point out that that of course, as soon as Tom was given an opportunity, he used uh, Simians in the fumble league. And he really tried to get a team off the ground. It just didn't they are, work they very well. <laughs> they really are great. Um, I think. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll do it again. So, because I'm. I mean, it depends how long this lockdown goes on. But assuming it's going to be another month or so, which is what um, what we're hearing at the moment, I'm, I would have thought at the end of these finals we might do another real league one. And it yeah, how long it goes going, on. You know. Yeah. Um, and I will do another Simeon team and give it a crack. So I mean, that's how we've been playing this real league, isn't it? I did a, I did a dark elf team, an undead team, an orc team, a dwarf team, a Simeon team. Um, I think that was it. I might have done. Oh, I did a Slan team as well, but I only played one game and just didn't really enjoy them. And that was the beauty of the event is that you could try out a few different teams, develop them as you want, play a few more games. And I got two teams, so that I got Simeons up to eight games, and they just. The chimpanzees kept dying, which was a shame. Um, but I got the undead. I got up to seven. I got the dark elves up to eight, and I was like, "They're just so ridiculous." I owe it. I owe it to the elf cunts that are out there to take this team and, and see what we can do with it. Um, so I did take. Them. But that's the great thing about it, isn't it? You can try, and that is the thing about fumble in general is you can try stuff out without buying the models, give it a go, mm-hmm. see how it goes, and then. But for me, it always comes back to the tabletop. Like I'll. Um, I'll look back to these teams for the tabletop as well and see what I want to bring yeah. back. I think my summary of it is that that for me, Fumble feels like a very good way. Once you get your head around it initially, it's a very good way to improve your tabletop skills. Um, I think because it because it does it sort of feels more like a board game than uh, than Blood Bowl Two, in my opinion. Um, you know, it's it looks it looks more like it. You know, when you're sitting at a table and looking down at a you know. And you've got to think about things yourself a bit more rather than, um, you know, I know you mean seeing all the kind of crazy line of dodges you might be able to, you know, there's, there's, there's stuff that you might think of attempting in Blood Bowl 2 that then suddenly the interface will be like, this is a terrible idea. Oh, no, that's a mistake. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, whereas Fumble doesn't quite, yeah, doesn't, yeah. Anyway, it's, it's my preference. I do like, they both have their place and I absolutely recognize that Blood Bowl 2 uh, is very popular. Um, but yeah, fumbles the game for me when it comes to uh, digital blood bowl. Excellent. Well, Nick, uh, maybe play a game later tonight if you're. Yeah, free. who knows? We'll see. Um, I might actually try. Like and I said, I hope, I hope the missus feels better because that's always yeah, something that we're, we're 
real life is very important. So I hope she feels yeah. better. Thank you very much. Um, thank Absolutely. you very much for coming on and giving your time. Up. Pleasure. It's always great to have you on. Absolute pleasure. Example. Happy to. Uh, Mark, uh, we'll take. Um, yeah, Karen. Cool. Uh, Mark, we will take a quick break here and um, and then come back and talk about the snotling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second part of this Talk Nuffle episode, the first Talk Nuffle Lockdown X episode. And as you can hear, there is a, a nice siren in the background there, Mark. Have you done something something to warrant the police chasing you? Or Well, I had to buzz cut my hair off, so they might think I'm some kind of thief now. So they might be after <laughs> me. Uh, Free all over. Mrs. Kamish has done an excellent job on that proper skinhead kind of, you know, look like you would steal a bicycle out from outside a newsagent haircut. It's great. I steal a bicycle off my own mother. Yeah, and uh, come back for more. Uh, right, so uh, let's go. We've done a little bit of a chat and fumble, and you've come in on uh, Blood Bowl 2, which is cool, the PS4. Yeah. And we've had a little bit of a chat about cards and entry into Blood Bowl 2, which has been cool as well. Uh, right, I think it's now time to talk about the Games Workshop reveals, which have happened. And mm. there's been two reveals, Mark, haven't there? What, two two um, reveals. We... Yeah, so they did their, uh, they've done their Warhammer previews, you know, and it's... Under the crazy circumstances that, you know, everybody's living through at the moment, they've actually been able to get some stuff out to the community. Um, and on the second Warhammer preview, they did do a Blood Bowl reveal and actually revealed a treatment model, which is a they have. big deal. Yeah. Which means that James can now take Halflings for DBL20, Absolutely. which we're all very excited about. Absolutely. Even I might, you no know. Excuse. No excuse. <laughs> no excuse. Um, First thoughts on the treatment, Mark? Like him, just like him. I, them. I think anything that's a plastic kit is a win, right? Because you can still mess about with it easier. It's not resin. It's not as malleable. So even if you're not too keen on it, you can do stuff to it and kit bash it with some of the other more wood elfy bits that you get. I don't even know what they're called. Slavanef, Slavanef. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's a, it's, it's a yeah. build on the on the deep root kit, really, isn't it? I, I, I actually really love the deep root kit. It's quite com it's the deep root kit's more complex than the uh, the new GW plastic one, but it's it's built in such a way that he's big, mm. he's woody, and he takes up a lot of space. But he's also built that you can fit him on the pitch, which I think these new trees look like they are as well. Yeah. A lot of the a lot of the girth of the model is like higher up the model, mm. so he should still be able to stand next to the smaller models, which is good. Yeah, they've done a good job on a lot of them. Models really a lot of them have a decent way because it is a board game, you know, it's which is different board games workshop do. I think a lot of people don't realize it is that Blood Bowl is a board game with miniatures, yeah. So the miniatures need to do something for the board game, which is lay on one side and then lay on the other. They need to be both stunned and prone. Not all of their models do that, but then of course, there's the problem of actually getting the miniatures in there. You know, I've got two trolls that I've converted for the for the goblins pink wafers and they're just 
awkward they're not really built for it their hands get in the way they're not really the right size whereas i think these treatment would probably do do the job yeah so i think that you can make the well a wood elf version or a wood elf variant and i think that you can make of course the halfling variant so yeah it'd be interesting to see uh how that kit looks but what do you think yeah and no, i really like him i was going to say that the big ass goblin troll which is really cool, throwing the dude and all that. It's got loads of detail. But it's basically the only GW big guy that you can't actually lie prone or done. Whoever's designed it has done a great job, but it doesn't yeah. work for the game. No, it's um, a bit whereas, whereas I painted a whole ogre team recently, and all of the ogres on a 32 mil base on a new GW size pitch, 32 mil, you can actually lay prone absolutely fine. They mm-hmm. like fit. Yeah. Um, you don't need markers for all of them, which is great. No. Um, deep root you can't do with that, but no. it looks like the new treatment are more designed for that sort of scale. But is, is deep root ever going to fall over? I guess he could do. Go for it, Spaley. <laughs> he's not often going to get. He's not often going to get punched to the floor, is he? Bless him. But yeah, that one no. is amazing. And um, Phil, the you know your co-host, his paint job on his his uh, his deep root is just incredible. I mean, that whole team's incredible, but. His deep root minute. Not good enough to win the uh, the World Cup painting comp, but we'll uh, we'll gloss <laughs> over that. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I really like him. Um, it's not halflings are a team I played a few times. Um, I'm not going to play them again in the near future. Like in terms of stunning teams, I prefer both the ogres and the goblins to halflings. Yeah. I, I will play halflings, but um, but in terms of stunty teams, we have had a new. Brand new stunty team come out, which I think will take a bit more of a portion of this. Absolutely. The Snotling. Indeed, I mean, Snotlings are here. Who, who would have seen that come in, as they said? Not many people. <laughs> exactly. Not many people. There was, there was, no, uh, there was no kind of insight in uh, any Spike magazines. There was no mark at all. Well, there was one small snippet that I'm sure most people <laughs> saw. Now, I'm going to be honest. I think most people saw it and just thought. They either thought it was a joke, which is very, nah. very possible. <laughs> I don't think Games Workshop do things like that. I mean, well, they do, but you know what I mean? I think that it was a little snippet into the future, but I don't think anybody thought that they would be the next team. So what I'm talking about is in issue eight, if you've not got it, issue eight of the Spike Mag, which is the Spike Mag dedicated to the Ogres. Uh, in the inducement section, there's a uh, inducement for the Ogres called Bottles of Heady Brew. It's 40,000 gold, but it's available to Halflings, Ogres, and Snotlings. I think they even alluded to this on their uh, big reveal that they do on Warhammer TV back when they previewed this book. But yeah, basically, I won't go into what the thing does, um, but effectively, it's just uh, about getting the, the stunties pissed up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just the fact that they, they <laughs> reference that's just it, isn't it? D3 players with the stunty skill currently on the pitch get what they get. Oh, Dauntless, Frenzy, and Really Stupid. I mean, hilarious. Oh, sounds like fun to me. But yeah, so that it's not linked teams. And I mean, that was a bit of excitement at the time, but I think a lot of people kind of just brushed it off. But yeah, fantastic to see them. People were talking about it being a misprint, weren't they? Like, not linked? Is that, is that a thing? Or is that coming? Or what, yeah. what's going on? I mean, that's the thing about the whole, like, and I've been, I've been chatting about it on the DBL chat purely because I'm, I was trying to generate a bit of an old hammer, old school debate in that if you're a kind of grumpy old NAF playing, ECBBLA type person, yeah. uh, you um, you will call this the the little green men, shall we say, who play for the ogres, snotlings, because you always have. They've always been snotlings for about twenty years. Snotlings is what they are, and that's what they've always been. 
And then suddenly in Death Zone one or two, whichever one it was, where they mm. started, where they brought up the new team list stuff. They brought out Team of Legend, didn't they? Yeah. And they called them runts. And, yeah. and they, I remember the rage. There was rage at the time. Everyone going, that's not things. They're not called runts. And clearly yeah. GW had this whole plan of, oh, we're going to bring out Snotlings. So we need, they must, I, I reckon there would have been two sneaky, you know, nerdy guys in a room at some point going on. <laughs> Oh, we need to, you know, we're going to bring out Snotlings, uh, so we need to come up with a name here. I don't, I don't think so. I think, I reckon it's maybe made more of an accident because in the old Warhammer world, or the world that was, whatever you want to call it, if you're into your old fantasy or if you're into AOS, you know, whatever floats your boat. But in the old Warhammer, the Ogre Kingdoms book came out, I want to say 2003. And, uh, it was brand new, brand new army. You know, ogres had always been like a subsidiary force to most armies, but basically this was uh, an army book dedicated just to ogres. And they had their subservience. They were called Noblars. So what they've done is they've matched up their ogre team, it's much, which is themed around the mountains of Moor, themed around like, the great moor that they are in the original Warhammer world. I don't know what they're themed on, on on the new books. I have no idea. But um, the Noblars are always these hill goblins. They were called they were called hill goblins basically. But they had this, this new Noblar name. They had larger ears, larger noses. They were a little bit more vicious, just like goblins. But they they preferred to serve rather than goblins to sort of go off and do their own thing. They like to have big guys around them, keeping them alive. Um, but then Snotlings are always part of the York and Goblin army, almost as like the third level down, go to your black orcs, your orcs, your goblins. There may be night goblins, and then you had your snotlings at the very bottom. And the Fifth only level now. Yeah, and they used to be a swarm base, so they'd be a biggins um, as well. Biggins. Yeah. Black orcs, biggins, orcs, yeah, all the way down. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's what snotlings were. They were right at the bottom of the orc and goblin pecking order. And they had a few entries in the army book. I seem to remember they were snotling swarm bases. There were pump wagons as well. And the pump yep. wagon, of course. So there was two, so it was sort of a part of the York and Goblin army, but I think somewhere along the line that didn't translate to Blood Bowl. Or they oh. never updated it. They kind of just said, oh, Snotlings are in the Ogre team, which at the time was probably fine. But I think now what they've done is they've aligned their IP up so that the Noblars are in with the Ogres to match what's in the uh, Age of Sigmar slash Warhammer world. That was, and then they've basically gone. Well, what about snotlings? Probably, and then they've come up with this bonkers bunch of idiots, which <laughs> look great. They look great. They do look great. I mean, before we go into that quickly, I mean, I just think, and we will, in very short order, segue into that. But I just thought they could have, when they introduced the noblars, they could have changed the ogre team even more and mm. brought in noblars quotation marks, and maybe they could have been. <laughs> what they are now but maybe even like strength to uh no sidestep or something like it's just like here's noblars noblars are different they're not goblins they're not snotlings we've got noblars we come up with yeah. a new idea for them and this is what they are and they didn't do that they decided to basically take the old snotling thing which made the oldies a bit annoyed the yeah. newbies by okay cool I, I, that, that's just my feeling on it. it it was a little bit it's a little bit of a cross-pollination of of um of fluff because blood bowl has always been in almost like an alternative old world. It was never the world that was. No. It was never Age of Sigmar. It was never any of that shit. It was always the Blood Bowl universe that was yeah. a different thing. 
and they've cross pollinated it a little bit with that knoblar thing for me. That that's my only yeah. comment. I, I guess the the thing is as well is everybody in Blood Bowl you have a real affection for your teams. You know, new players coming into it with as well, but there'll be like people out there who've played an ogre team for for what twenty years maybe, and yeah. they've they've just got used to it being this way. I guess they couldn't change the rules because of that, and I know that they're you know the JTY and the guys on the you know Warhammer TV they talked about they didn't want to change the teams too much. They only really wanted to add little extra pieces to it, which is why they put the runt hunter. Don't well, say twenty that. years Don't ago, ogres had, ogres had halflings. There was a point when ogres oh, had really? halflings. There was also a point when ogres could have eleven ogres. Yeah, there, there have been a lot of different iterations of the ogres, and they actually had halflings for a while, mm. and they decided that was too OP and changed them to be. Um, be snotlings and kind of change it around and all that. So, that, so I think there were things they could have done. I think if they'd gone back to halflings, it also they could have, they, uh, we could have seen them amalgamate the new halfling release with uh, with ogres and potentially yeah. put them both together, which oh, would yeah. have caused rage, but would have actually been closer to the older edition. So yeah, totally. There's always different ways you can go, isn't there? There's always worse things they could have done. So I think, <laughs> hey, look, the roster, the roster is basically the same. We've got this interesting runt punter for the ogres now, who's Got a cool, interesting skill. I actually would rather have six ogres than the Rump Panther, but hey ho. But like, at least they didn't just wipe the team out completely, uh, or completely change it. So you know, I, I think they're trying to be as honourable as they can to the original edition and the original rules and stuff and the original players. But they are now probably looking to start developing stuff, you know, which is cool, exciting, right? As they've done with the Snotling. Yeah. Which are, I mean, people were were looking for chores and they were looking for the Norse or vampires or like something. But what they got were the snotlings. <laughs> these these little dudes are really bringing the fight to Blood Bowl, aren't they? Absolutely, and it clearly shows you that uh, Games Workshop are selling more stunty teams than anything else because <laughs> see more of them, more and more. So yeah, this will be, oh, the, no. this will be the fourth stunty look- team. I mean, first of all, they look fucking cool. I mean, I, I saw them. It was hilarious. I was looking, you know, when the reveal was coming on. So my, um, for the listeners, myself, Mark, uh, Ewan, who's a brand new governor to DBL. Congratulations, Ewan. Uh, another gov, Alex. And uh, who else on chat? Oh, yeah, John came on. And James, the commissioner himself, came onto the chat. And we were chatting and we were watching the reveals. The Stotlings came on. And my immediate thought was, Oh, these are great models. They look absolutely shit from like a rules perspective. Like I was just looking, I was like, these are going to be terrible. <laughs> but, yeah. but what great models. I mean, that's my first impression is what great models. I mean, I'm looking now, there's um, there's a little dude with a horn who I think is just a normal snotling. He's like got a Vuvuzela type horn thing going on. Um, then there's two blokes throwing mushrooms who we think are bombardiers, aren't don't we? Yeah, so I mean, uh, uh, I just want to some facts. Do you want to go through the roster now? Do you want to go through what, what we think the roster is? We've heard from some rumours. We did have some little rumours, and there was a little bit I already knew, but just because of different reasons. But like, they're basically, I think that the normal snotlings are just the same as noblars, but who knows? But they may be slightly different. They've got a rule called swarming, uh, which I believe means that they can bring on extra players at the beginning of a drive. Um, Amazing. So that could be fun. It might be D3 or D6, but then also this roster is larger. I don't know how much larger, but it's larger than 0 to 16. So I think this we is think be... 20 or 24 potentially. Yeah, so they're also going to be on like yeah. roster, roster 24 guys. I don't think that they're disposable like the 
Noblars. We're just going to call them Noblars just, just for now because I'm going to get well confused. <laughs> we don't know if they're disposable, but they're probably the same. Um, I don't think they'll have changed them too much. They might be slightly different, but I don't think there'll be too many differences. You then got these things. Well, I had a little listen back to get the names because they talked about them on the stream. There's the Stilty Runners. Yeah. Looks like you can get two of those, and all they said was that they're slightly faster, so maybe they got one more move, or maybe they have sprint. Might be a little bit like the catches for the halflings. So okay. they're they're the guys with the sort of sticks. They they just look brilliant. I mean, they are brilliant. Do we think they've got? Do we think they've got leap like the pogo is, or would you think they're slightly quicker? That the impression we've got. I think they're slightly quicker. They <laughs> might have something, but who knows? This is the thing. Is it blood, blood bowl players? You know, we've been playing for a long time. You get kind of stuck with the same skills. It shows now that they're going to maybe make brand new skills for the new team. So they could have something totally different. Indeed. Uh, and then there's these fun hoppers, which just look like obviously squeak hoppers, but a snotling variation. They look like fun. I don't <laughs> All know. All like shitter and with no claw. Yeah. <laughs> the secret league players. Yeah. I reckon that they're probably just, they'll have leap. I reckon they'll be leapers. Um, who knows what else they'll have. So they're the fun hoppers, and then you've got the fungus flingers, who are basically bombardiers. Uh, I don't know if they've got any other skills, but they look like fun as well. And then everybody else in the... Well, apparently they've got um, passing access, is what we're hearing, which would be interesting. They'll be the first bombardier with passing access, so they can get pass accurate. Hail yeah. Mary pass even as a normal skill, which would be pretty cool. <laughs> can't imagine one of them. Hilarious. I can't imagine them throwing anything anywhere, let alone Hail Mary passing it. So yeah, that's the <laughs> that's the Noblars. Sorry, God, I said it now. Snotlings. Snotlings. Yeah, and then uh, of course they didn't show them, but they do have trolls on the roster, um, and they've got something about a vomit skill. And what all that is, I do not know. But I'm imagining they'll be just very similar to normal trolls. They may even be called river trolls or something similar. Then, of course, there's the pump wagon. Pump wagon ho! I mean, I've been using in the WFL, which sadly, uh, much like the Premier League, and, and the Football League has been postponed indefinitely. Um, maybe the uh, the DBL will be receiving an enormous bill from Carbal Vision. We'll see for, for those image right uh, losses. But yeah. uh, for the WFL, I was using the Secret League Snotling one, the Stunty League, which is like a even lower version of the Secret League on Fumble. Snotling team, which does have two pump wagons, but I think they're a bit different to this style. On Secret League, they're ball and chains, so they move in random directions. Gotcha. Strength six, I think they were, and uh, oh, they also had extra arms because they had all the Snotlings to pick the balls up. And, oh, right. right. Good lord. Quite fun. Um, but we think the Snotling, the pump wagon for this is some sort of dirty player kind of a variant, isn't it? So this like is, a death yeah, this is the strength five, juggernaut, things like that. I don't know if it randomly moves. It may move like D3 or D6, but not in a random direction like the Fnatic. Yeah. But it could have a different, different amount of moves it can make. Have so no it's also idea. got dirty player, we think, doesn't it? Which means it couldn't yeah. have the Fnatic ball and chain rules because it would have to be able to foul. Yeah, yeah. You're going to basically be able to roll people over, which sounds like a lot of fun. Now, I don't know if you can have two of these. You might be able to have naught to two. Um, could be fun, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, in general, the, ro the roster just seems like absolute carnage. Yeah. Just carnage. I mean, I mean, my my thoughts are the because uh, they, they they named the rule, didn't they? What was it? Swarming or loads loads of the one that we think is plus D three or plus D six? Yeah, swarming. Yeah, swarming. Yeah. So I mean that 
that rule with strength one dudes, I mean, if you you have potentially up to, you know, sort of on an average role, you'd have, what, 14, 15 yeah. players extra. Mm. Like you so you'd have an extra three or four players on the field. I mean, that could make a big difference. One of the things about stunties is they're super annoying when they're just, mm. you know, hanging on to you. And no, we know that noblars, noblars, here we go, yeah. uh, are really annoying because they're, you know, dodging and they're sidestepping everywhere so you've got more of those dodging mm. and sidestepping everywhere oh yeah uh, unless you're unless you're dwarves and you're tackling them down it's going to be a big problem yeah if you're at most starting teams play against ovies i mean obviously beating up the ovies is hard enough but sometimes beating up the noblars is tough unless you've got yeah. like nurgle for example they've got you need block and tackle don't you yeah yeah block and tackle yeah perfect for chaos dwarves and dwarves but everybody else is going to struggle <laughs> Especially to the sheer quantity of them, and also you've got that extra players on the pitch. I mean, they'll probably get sent off at the end of the drive, right? I mean, it has to be the rule. But the amount of fouling you can do, there might not be another another team on the pitch by the time you've uh, ganged up on them. Because if they're being sent off anyway, you may as well just chuck them in. <laughs> Give yourself that's so that's that's what you think, is it? That the extra players come on will be an illegal procedure and they'll be sent off. I think so. I think if you've got more than eleven players on the pitch at the end of the drive. The you know I don't know how you randomise it or you pick who gets sent off, but yeah, I think that you will lose those players, so you may as well stick the footing. Yeah, why not? I mean, they'll be like what twenty k, so you're gonna have enough of them. Yeah, I mean, I played um I played for the first time. Apparently, there's on the European circuit. So I played uh, for the listeners. I played a fumble tournament this weekend and did horrendously badly. I took my uh. My normal human sort of Zug bills, but I couldn't get block on the ogre because of the bill, which does make a big difference, it turns out. Yeah. Uh, and I ended up going uh, one win, one draw, and four losses. So pretty, pretty good showing overall. Uh, <laughs> but I played for the first time. Apparently, there's a European, mainly France and Belgium area, uh, fouling Elven Union build, which I didn't know about. <laughs> so, so this build was 11 elves overall because you're allowed stars in your so no bench. Uh, yeah, Prince Moranian and uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Blodging Edge Five Elf Star uh, Eldrill. Yeah, Fresh Breeze. Yeah, Fresh Breeze. Yeah, Fresh Breeze. Yeah, Breeze and Moranian. Uh, and then he had two dirty player linemen who, in the first half, took off uh, three of my players, including the Mighty Zug, who just gang fouling with dirty player. Um, unfortunately, the ref didn't notice him, so. I ended up just getting the shit kicked out of me by Elven Union, but it was a bit of a surprise. Mm. Um, but apparently, I was speaking to a couple of the other chaps, a couple of the guys who play, and um, um, you know, some of the like uh, Dan, who is the uh, Team Ireland captain, and the guys who yeah. play overseas. And apparently, it's, it's quite common. It's like a French thing, is this dirty player Elven Union thing. So, so yeah, having having dirty player dudes coming on, or all these snotlings just going for the foul and getting players off, could be a really viable tactic. It's just you basically. I mean, if you're going with this team, you're just relying on ridiculous dice anyway to do anything. So you may as well go for it. Just, just, just foul stuff. It's part of the game. If you can get rid of an extra player, the only problem is for these guys will be actually getting players down. <laughs> knocking them over in the first place yeah i've got a lot of experience with trolls and they are rubbish and i imagine they will have lona just like they do for goblins so yeah this is a secret weapon as well this pump wagon so you know Um, they they might not because um ogres don't have lona and uh and treeman don't have lona goblin goblin trolls do 
Dominatrolls do. Yeah, I just don't think you... the GW have decided that they've got enough of a drawback through being a terrible, terrible team in all other regards. But uh, uh, they might not have a winner. We'll have to see. I'm, I'm interested to see what this vomiting skill is that they're going to have. That could be fun. It could be like a whole think... beer type thing. Do you think we're going to have to wait until the end of lockdown and get the spike mag out to get the actual rules? I think so. Unless somebody who's in the know leaks it. I think, yeah, it'll be a bit of a wait. They may um, they may preview some more, um, you know, the books and the dice. I'm sure that there's a pitch. I'm sure that there's all the other normal stuff that comes out with the team. But, yeah, they've only shown these for now. But, yeah, I mean, you've got to let alone that. What kind of star players are these guys going to have? I mean, jeez. I know. Could be super cool. I mean, so we got Scrapper Sawhead as, uh, as the, the sort of take to the ogres at the moment, but he's a goblin on a pogo. So mm. I wonder if I have a star pump wagon, if I have a star, you know, um, built filthy person which would be a lot of fun mm. a lot of fun or maybe a star fungus flinger could be cool yeah but also they did say when they made the ogre book they kind of they did strip back to having only six star players they did say that there would be more coming for the ogres at another point so there may be a few more star players for this team the ogre team It'll be even even more confusing because we'll have snotlings noblars and ogres and there'll be stars who might be noblars might be snotlings might be included for the ogres, but we it, don't know. It, it, it did feel a shame. <laughs> it did feel like a shame that there wasn't a Noblar star player. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I reckon that there will be one in this new book. Who knows? We'll have to see. Right. A lot of fun, though. I think that they're going to be good fun. I mean, any stunty team is just hilarious. But I reckon there'll be lots of leagues now who are going to have lots of these in their leagues. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking, at the, I'm looking at the model now for the pump wagon with the. Well, got four snotlings on it. One dude's got a little um, frying pan where it looks like he's definitely taken a dent out of some elf that's run at him, which is great. There's another dude with a uh, with a catapult flinging something at somebody, probably some snot, and then another guy throwing a rock. It just, it's just a super cool model, that pump wagon, isn't it? It's really cool. Yeah, it's probably very small as well. It's probably only, like, the size of a black orc. <laughs> it's probably yeah. tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Well, it's, a, it's just going to be a super cool release. I'm very excited about it. It's a little bit of a shame that there's uh, that that's what we think there's going to be now. I mean, I think the way we're going, we think maybe the next release for Blood Bowl could be Blood Bowl 2, which was rumoured for the autumn. Don't know if that's going to be pushed back. Maybe then, we'll see. Um, yeah. But we don't know if we're going to get any other teams in the next few months. Who knows? I guess that's, uh, it all depends on... If the guys can keep, or who the, you know, the Games Workshop guys can keep working at the same speed that they normally can from home, uh, who knows? I, I, I know generally how they release models and what they do. Um, you know, they'll, they'll probably be a couple of years ahead. It'll be more the packaging will be a problem. It'll be more uh, the books, all the stuff that they probably don't make in Nottingham. That'll be the stuff they struggle to get hold of. They may have already made these sprues and they're ready to go. It's just that they're not available because they haven't got all the other bits. So it will depend on when the world opens up, you know. But they'll have a backup plan. In the moment that everything can go back to normal, I think that we'll be we'll be seeing these straight away. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, people people ba have have bashed GW in the past, and actually they made a pretty responsible decision to shut their factories and shut everything down really early on. They were like the minute the minute this lockdown happened, they put an announcement out saying factories are shut. Till further notice, we're going to follow the government guidelines and go with it. And you kind of got to commend GW for that. They've done everything yeah. that, because you can ima imagine the uproar if they'd stayed open for even a couple of weeks and people would have been mm. like, oh my God, GW trying to make money out of us. 
like it would just been like horrendous nerd rage. You got me. Yeah, you got <laughs> you, to as well. For what they've done, really. To yeah, be it's the type of thing that, like, firstly, it's absolutely irrelevant. Blood Bowl, Warhammer, in the grand scheme of everything, it's the most unimportant thing possible. So anybody risking their health for this kind of stuff is is just ridiculous anyway, right? But, yeah. you know, they could have stayed open and they could have been shipping out because this is the kind of thing. You had Henry Cavill painting miniatures recently, you know? It's the yeah. kind of thing people can do in, in isolation, uh, in quarantine. You know, paint. I've been painting. You've been painting. You've been doing loads of hobby because you have the extra time to do it. They could have been making. They could have been making loads of money from this. And to be fair to them, they took the right decision. Um, there'll probably be a load of third party sellers that are really pissed off because they probably want to carry on selling miniatures and they can't get anything from them. But you know, there's more to life than these stupid games. You know, so fair play to them for that. Outrageous inquest. <laughs> Outrageous! <laughs> the the ex, ex commission is talking sense. It's crazy, but yeah, okay. you know, I I think that they what they did was the right thing. Um, there may be some people who are like, oh, I don't have any known oil, and upset about it. But you know, it will all come up. It will all open up again. I know that the actual the people who make the paints, well, not the people, but the the, the factory that makes the paints, they're actually making hand sanitizer for the NHS now. So. Oh, even go. if this all, even if this all blows over, in you know when we all get out, wherever it is, seventh of May, it's going to take at least three to four weeks before they can even get everything back up to to speed. And even then, there'll be some stuff they can't get. You know, there'll be stuff that print, gets printed in China or printed in America or wherever that is still locked down. So we may see a team, but we may not see a book. We may not see a pitch. You know. And other, other games, you may not see codexes, army books, battle times, whatever they're called. So it's going to be a steady, de- steady re- release. It's going to be a steady incremental step back to reality, I think. But uh, the most important thing is everybody should just stay safe, paint what you got, do what you can, and I'm sure everything will open up again soon. Yeah, and, and with that, we'll segue into the final segment that we always do on the Tottenham podcast, which is the... Uh... The aptly named Hobby Harim, which is what Hobby Ooh. One has been doing at this time. Uh, what Hobby Mark have you been doing in this uh, isolation time? Doing quite, doing quite a bit. A little bit of gaming, a little oh. bit of hobbying. Yeah, we've been doing a thing called Isolation Bowl. So me and my wife, we thought, I've got all the streaming kit that the DBL uses to stream games, and we don't stream as often as we used to, mainly just due to the technical problems that come up. It's almost impossible to do unless it's in someone's house. So we thought, well, kind of got all the DBLers involved. We've got loads of people on Team Sally. And there's got a Everyone's decent... on Team Sally, Mark. Everyone's on Team Sally. Everybody, everybody decent's on Team Sally. But then I've got pretty decent crew on Team Mark, so I've got some pretty good players too. We clearly just wanted to join my team to be awesome. <laughs> um, and we picked... We just threw up all the teams that I painted. Um and then the guys picked the eight, top eight, and then the teams picked them. So Team Sally chose the first team, Team Mark chose the second team. Then we just basically played a small league. We're about, we went up to halfway through. We just try and do one every couple of days, um, again. Uh, so that's what we've been doing on the gaming side. It's been quite fun. Sally's hard, sort of partially interested, not too fast. <laughs> I think she quite enjoys 
Well, Mark, and for the listeners, if you uh, if you read into the next bulletin, which is coming out, uh, I think at the end of next week, if I'm if I can give a spoiler, uh, there is actually a little bit in the gossip column about, uh, and it is titled Commish or Com Trash. Commissioner plays his wife, so uh, look out for that. <laughs> well, I forward to it. <laughs> yeah, and the guys have been getting involved. They've been yeah, they've been kind of helping with the skills, rolling dice, things like that. Picking things, helping Sally out with her tactics and things. So, yeah, it's been good for just something extra for people to do, keep their minds off it. But in terms of hobbying, finish the Lizardman team, uh, the Quetzal Pretzels, they're done. And I'm Did you uh, keep the, uh, the, the, the mouth guards on or did you take them off? Snipped them off. Don't like them. I, I think they're really cool. So, my big thing about Blood Bowl is I love the cartoony elements of it. So, I've assembled some now, I need to paint them. But I love the mouth guards on the Saurus because I think it's a super cool cartoony thing that is the like cartoony aesthetic of Blood Bowl. And I yeah. get, I totally understand why people don't like it. But for me, it's the cartoony element that's super cool. So that's why I've done it. But yeah. I am Bernard. The reason I took them off was I just thought they were going to fall off anyway. <laughs> so, they're so flimsy. Like, that's like the reason. The, like the Skaven tails that break immediately. Ah, oh, yeah. I've lost all of them, I think. Um... But yeah, the Lizardmen are done. Still waiting on a Croxagore. Uh, they're nicely finished. And then what else? Just doing Dark Elves at the moment. Trying to finish all my Blood Bowl stuff. Ooh. I know. What a, <laughs> what a dirty, Fucking dirty elf. player. Fucking hell, I'd say. Yeah, there you go. Okay. How about you, mate? What are you painting? So in terms of painting, I haven't actually done anything yet, which is a bit sad, um, just because I've been working and... And get, so um, my girlfriend moved in during, like at the beginning of isolation, so we've just had a lot of shit. To, so having yeah. basically been living at the army barracks and then moving in between loads of houses, she suddenly moved into my bachelor pad. So I had to basically reorientate to have a woman there. And it's just been very busy, like getting the work together and getting all that shit. So I haven't done any painting yet. I haven't set my station up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am about to start doing it this week. I have nice. uh, got a half-painted Orc Blood Bowl team that I did at Rule Zero just before they closed down, which is cool. So I've got a half-painted. Yep. I am planning to finish them, obviously, but also convert my troll, which is... I've, I've got um, one of the Blood Bowl Ogre sets. Uh, I've ordered some um, of the sort of Age of Sigmar... Uh, I've actually got the Boar Boy. It didn't really matter, but the Boar Boy Age of Sigmar Orc. Orc, they call them, but Orc heads. Because uh, they're a bit more like... And, uh, they're just a bit bigger. Like Age of Sigmar is basically heroic scale, so they're just a bit bigger and fit. And I've tried already. So the orc uh, Age of Sigmar heads fit perfectly onto the ogres. They're like the same size heads. So I'm basically wow. going to do ogre with orc head, um, and then green stuff the belly to make it like a big fat troll belly rather than the the gut plate they've got. Yeah. Pretty much not change it. I don't think other than that, like clip off the the more tribe iconography, I guess, but I haven't really looked at that much, maybe stand that off. So that'll be the troll. And I get that. To, that team will be done during isolation, so hopefully in the next month. Nice. And then uh, separate to Blood Bowl, um, my other uh, gaming club, which is the sort of Rule Zero base now, but they were the Angel... Um, ga- they're called the Angel Gamers, and they play a lot of Age of Sigmar. Also play um, Lord of the Rings, the, the Middle-Earth strategy battle game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never played that properly i played the old lord that was like having played gw games for fucking years i played lord of the rings what i mean this is we're looking now what 15 16 years ago lord of the rings came out maybe longer than that was it lord of the rings two, two, 2000 i think maybe 2001 yeah. 
Yeah, I think the actual game came out. Yeah, so I, I remember playing that with my mate, age, what would have been then, 12, 13 or something. Yeah, so I, I remember playing with the Uruk High and all that kind of shit. And, and I remember the game being super awesome with the whole priority thing where mm. Warhammer Fantasy was never like that. And, never, and Blood Bowl's one of the games I played where when I first started playing it, it felt similar to Fantasy and that it's a very much you go, I go, you go, I go, where you're mm. not involved in the game. So yeah. you have a turn, and then your opponent has a turn where you're not involved at all, yeah. and then you have a turn again. Um, and Lord of the Rings was the first game that was like, oh, priority, cool. So it feels interactive. Even when your, opponent's, your opponent hits you, and you get to make the choice about who makes way, who moves back, all this kind of shit. So you're involved in your opponent's turn, and you can do mm-hmm. stuff in your opponent's turn. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so that and that was a game that I really enjoyed when I was 12, 13, and now I'm going to get into the middle of strategy battle game, and I'm, I've ordered a Rohan army with my mate, and I'm going to paint it, which is going to be cool. But that sort of brings into the into perspective as we finish now. I think we're coming to the last bit of podcast now. The whole the Blood Bowl 2 thing, I wonder, because they've been changing all of their games, actually, from that Lord of the Rings kind of outlook into Age of Sigmar, into the new 40k, which all have interaction in both turns where your player's involved in your turn. And I wonder mm. whether Blood Bowl is going to stick with the very much board game, uh, old hammer style, he goes, yeah. you goes, or whether they maybe they will. I mean, no one knows. I'm just, you know, putting it in. When you say Blood Bowl 2, you mean new edition? New edition of Blood Bowl, yeah, right, which right, I yeah, think, yeah. which we talked about on the podcast already, which we assume is coming in the autumn of this year, new Blood Bowl, which at the moment all we've said on the podcast is that we think it's going to be pretty yeah. similar because, I, you know, I've had a chat with people who, you know, there's no point in naming them on podcasts, but we, we know it's going to be, I've spoken to a few people who I respect who who would have blanched if it had been such a change that it would have upset mm. people. And they're mm. not upset, like as in people who who are involved in the old style of the game. But it needs it. In my opinion, it definitely needs streamlining. Um, I think that that's undoubted. There are bits that are a little bit clunky, don't quite work, mm. old school style stuff. But I wonder if Games Workshop are going to, and I don't know. Like this is pure speculation. They're going to introduce more of a of an interaction in your opponent's turn, whether you've got mm. to pay more attention in that because because that's what people seem to like. People like being able to like you know the whole blood ball thing where. I've I've had a few games that I've played with people where I'm like, can I put your model prone? Because that's a thing that it happens now. When you paint your own models and you knock someone down, at the moment in Blood Bowl, it's pretty much accepted that you can put them prone or stunned yourself. But sometimes opponents go, oh, do you mind? You know, if it's really nicely painted, do you mind if I touch your model? You know, like like in in Age of Sigma, you would never touch someone else's model. It's just not unless. Mm-hmm. You know, they gave you express permission. Well, that's the difference, isn't it? It's that's like we were talking about it earlier with when I think it was on. It's a board game, so they're effectively they're just board game pieces. So it's a bit different. It's it's not a war game. It's kind of everything needs to be touched. The models are touched all the time. Um, they probably get more use than most war like armies do in one match. Uh, but yeah, I think they'll probably stick with the you go I go thing. But it'd be interesting if they introduce a few skills that are. Activated in you know, your opponent in your turn. So, for example, foul appearance is a great one. So, I know they're quite fun because you're always thinking and active in your opponent's turn because you've got foul appearance to think about because your opponent will never remember. And then you've also got disturbing presence. So, there's a couple of skills that do do that. 
Well, like, I mean, pass, pass block is perfect. Pass block is one that yeah. you've got. You actually get to move up to three spaces. So yeah. I wonder if there's more of that. I wonder. I I don't know. I just wonder if there's going to be some sort of because at the moment when you do when you throw a block, it's very yeah. much you know you work it out. You move your guys in. Obviously, your opponent can affect it by putting guard, for example, where they want. But other than that, you throw the block. You choose where they go unless they got sidestep. Mm. And you ca- I want. I want. I just wonder if there'll yeah. be more of an element of you choosing where your maybe choosing where your your uh, character goes, or or like that yeah. sort of mechanic that will make you more involved in the game. I don't know. That's just that's just the way GW's been going with yeah. other games. I don't know. But. I don't think. I think there's quite a bit already. But it'd be nice if there was more. You got your sidestep, for example. Yeah, maybe there's, there's more skills like that. Um, who knows? We had a little bit of a question on the DBL Twitter, so I run the social stuff uh, for the league, and uh, I posted a uh, question. I was trying to do questions. I haven't done one for a while, actually, which is pretty bad, but I'm trying to post a blood bowl question, and one of them was, if you could create a new skill for the game, what would it be? And some of the ones that the guys come up with are excellent. There's a rule called spin. In NFL, a player can spin around another player, so instead of it being like sidestep, the player with spin, if they're not knocked down, can just swap places with the blocker. Things like that, like really cool little like little ideas. There are loads of them, but I, I won't go find them now. But you can do all kinds of stuff. It's just how it'll affect the game. I mean, I understand that people who you know really really into that meta of it, who played it for years, might be a bit I don't know about this. Um, but we'll see. If the guys who are well into it and know what's going on don't seem too fast, then I don't think it's going to change. Like, I'm, like I'm, it's. Yeah, it's not going to change so much that you don't know what it is anymore. But uh, I'd be thinking it'd be nice to have more spice and a bit more flavour. More teams helps. A few more skills would help. Maybe a little bit more randomness, as you said, with the cards. Or maybe there's just stuff that happens. Maybe the kickoff table changes. Uh, little tweaks. We'll see. Maybe Blitz becomes a little bit less powerful. That'd be nice. <laughs> what do you Blitz is fantastic we maybe love an opposite it to blitz. maybe an opposite to blitz something where the offensive yeah. team can move forward there's all kinds of stuff they could do why not you know i think it's worth trying it out and then they can also add extra flavor i think the death zone one and two really failed to add that extra flavor in. it was just yeah. too much too much nonsense going on and it was all just too silly it needed to be streamlined and made more simple the game's perfect right i think the game works really well it just maybe needs a little bit of extra spice for the other players or for probably those players who want to play thematic games because that's what they're trying to do right they've got the competitive style of play the story-based style of play and then they've got like epic and armageddon right that's never going to work for blood bowl but they might do something a bit more around the thematic blood bowl stuff which would be fun yeah i'd love it if they avoided the necromunda sort of style of Uh, you need like 14 different rule books just to try and understand the game i mean that's GW have made a couple of mistakes on that path, and I just I, they need they need to release a new Blood Bowl rules. It's like cool, buy this, and 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 again, middle middle uh, strategy battle game, which is a GW game, is like that. You buy one one rule book that's the rules, mm. and then you buy an army book for Middle Earth, and then annoyingly, but not that annoyingly, there's one other army book you have to buy, which is the Hobbit armies because mm. Hobbit's got different rules in it. But that's all you need, and it's really clear, simple. These are the rules. Yeah. This is what you do. But the the mistake they made with Deathstone was like, here's some rules, and here's some other rules you could use. There are actual rules that you could use that are in this book, mm-hmm. rather than 
it just felt a little bit like, oh, I need extra stuff to play the game. But, you know, it's, the people that... want one rule book, don't they? Yeah, there should just be, I mean, there is a rule book in the box, but there should just be a book that just shows you how to play the game. Bingo, nothing else. And I know they tried to release it recently, the little little one, whatever it was called. And then, and then and made they made a it. <laughs> and it was just, I mean, it's basically copy-paste, right? How hard can it be? Anyway, enough about that. But uh, And then the spike mags, these things, like this issue they're cool. here. I like the spike mags. Yeah. They're a really cool idea. Yeah. They add flavour to each team. Not a lot, but they add flavour to each team. Massive amount of stories and stuff and just silliness. I think it is a nice break for Games Workshop. Like, this, obviously all their games are quite serious, quite dark, right? But, like, you can tell when they're writing this that they also have a bit of a sense of humour. Um, well, the spy mags are something where you can have the core rules and then the spy mags come out with a new team and it's got like some new star players in you can buy because that's cool and fun to play with and some new flavor. And that's a, mm. I think that's a great way to do it. You need a core rule book that does not fucking mm. change. But then mm. there's some stuff that doesn't. And the, and the delicate balance is not putting anything in the spike mags that's like game breaking. Like you need yeah. you need the spike mag to win the game kind of thing. But it's got some yeah. fun shit that you can use and that's great. You're totally right. These these spike mags should be almost uh what's the word? They should be complementary to the team. Yeah. Not an essential game breaking thing. There is a small issue with them in that like for example this. It does have the inducements that, you know, snotlings can use. But of course when you get the snotling book, this bottles of heavy brew won't be in it. And these bottles of Heady Brew aren't in the Halfling one either, so... Yeah, for sure. They do get you a little bit, and the same with the cards, but to be honest, you know, once you've got it, you've got it. But as long as it's not crazy, I think it's going to be fine. Well, yeah. I wonder if they'll do um, they'll do an Age of Sigmar style where they do... Age of Sigmar do a, something called General's Handbook every year, which is like a... but and, and now everyone knows it's basically being announced that it's every 12 months. So every 12 months, the General's Handbook comes out, and it has all of the rules to use for the next 12 months. A bit like the NAF currently do, because GW don't, which is to review the rules in November mm. every year and go, right, this is the shit that's happening for the next year. Like, I feel like yeah. GW doing that in the same style they do Age of Sigmar would be awesome, where they release that book they released. But what was it called? The team, it was like a team guide or a, what was the book called they released? I can't remember, but the, the well, definitive they book. Of, yeah, they did, uh, they kind of basically released the Blood Bowl called something but it was basically the rules but it was just really yeah. badly done but they did I mean, release... if they released a good if they release a good version of that where everything mm. was correct it had mm. all of the rules all of the spike magazine rules everything for the past year and was like 20 quid everybody would fucking buy it and that's yeah. it you go you go by that done like they sort of me, half do that they half do that they do have the spike uh journal which they release in at christmas which has all that the gives spike you all the banks because you're all spike mags and white dwarf stuff, uh, which is good if you just don't want to buy all the individuals, but you just want to buy one at the end of the year. But it doesn't have the cool rules in it. So it, how many rules? How many pages are the rules? What twenty? Not that much. You could easily yeah. fit it in there. But then I understand why they want to have. They want you to get the box set. That's not really a bad thing. It's a good good purchase. Two teams and the pitch. So it's not actually too bad for the price. But yeah, it's a bit frustrating. Especially when you can just go online and get the bubble, bubble rules yeah. anyway, you know. Living Rulebook 6 is exactly the same, whatever yeah, it but is. They've, so. done, they've done that with Age of Sigma. All of the Age of Sigma rules are free online PDFs. That's the model they've gone for for Age of Sigma. There's not, you don't have to buy anything to play Age of Sigma. All the rules are free. 
and you buy models. But in terms of Blood Bowl, you still have to buy it. So I, I don't know. They they might be going down that path. We'll see. Anyway, Mark, uh, thank you very much for coming on the Talk Nuffle podcast. I'm sure we'll do one of these again. Um, Thanks for that's all right, mate. We've uh, we looked at the snotlings. We looked at a bit of fumble with Nick, and um, I think we had a great time, haven't we? It's fun. It's fairly painless as well on this uh, recording thing you've got. Uh, Ringer is really good. We'll definitely use it again. And yes, listeners, uh, we'll we'll definitely bring you another another one of these probably in the next week or two, Mark. If you want to come on again, yeah, love to. Cool. Speak to you soon. See you later. Bye.